My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 26. As much as I love artists like Rauschenberg and de Kooning and even Boucher, the first artist that I knew by name was Frank Frazetta. Frank painted worlds that I had never seen before, and they were filled with things like warriors being pulled by a team of polar bears or demons on horseback or Conan the Barbarian and these beautiful, scantily clad damsels who may or may not have been in distress. And I remember poring over his books, meticulously copying my favorite characters. And while it was great drawing practice, I wasn't doing anything original. I had sketchbooks filled with Frazetta drawings, but not one that was a Sidoris. Copying or emulating our heroes is a terrific way for us to develop as creatives. It refines our sense of style and vision and gives us a way to deconstruct a new process or, or maybe even practice a new technique. But I think, especially in photography, I think there's a tendency to focus on the specifics or the how of someone else's work rather than the theory or the approach, the why of the work. We tend to get a bit myopic in trying to precisely copy what inspires us to the point that the work we produce in the wake of it runs the risk of simply being a knockoff of the original, something a painter friend of mine calls painting with someone else's brush. To be clear, I'm not suggesting for a moment that we don't do it. I think there's tremendous value in it. I got tremendous value from it. What I am suggesting is that we use the work of our creative heroes as inspiration, fuel to transform and maybe even elevate our own creative work rather than simply as source material to replicate without bringing anything new into the mix. Recently, I finished the Annie Leibovitz Masterclass. Uh, and full disclosure, Masterclass is a sponsor of one of my other podcasts. So I was given an annual all-access pass as part of the deal. Um, that said, this is not meant to be an endorsement of Masterclass. In fact, the, the Annie Masterclass was pretty far down on my list based on the feedback I got about it from several of my photographer friends. Uh, they didn't say it was bad, but the common complaint was around the fact that the class didn't show Annie on set or on location with a camera in her hands walking through the specific lighting and camera settings that she used to make her pictures. It felt like they wanted the recipe for making an Annie Leibovitz picture and were disappointed that she didn't give it to them. And I mean, by and large, that's exactly correct. She doesn't spend a lot of time talking about settings. While we do see her on location, there's a shoot with um, Alice Waters. She spends the time talking about what she was trying to achieve with the photos rather than talking through the technical specifics of how it all came together. And really, it's not surprising. I mean, Annie points out repeatedly throughout the class in, in several of the lessons that she's not a technical photographer. In fact, if you read the pitch for the class, it's pretty clear. Annie shows us that what makes a picture stunning isn't the gear or the technology, it's the story. Annie teaches you her philosophy on photography, how to develop concepts, work with subjects, shoot with natural light, and bring images to life in post-production. That seems pretty clear that it's not going to be a technical course per se. Here's the thing. 
there are a ton of classes, tutorials out there that focus exclusively on gear and settings, if that's what you're after. But this is a chance to see how one of the top photographers in the game approaches why she takes photographs, not just how. At one point in the class, she talks about when her photographs change from a more photojournalistic or reportage style to something more personal. Basically, the beginnings of where she's at now. She, she can pinpoint it to one photograph. She describes two shoots, one with the late Robert Penn Warren and the other with a poet named Tess Gallagher. And I actually wrote this down. I've, I've actually written several things down from this class, but I, I thought this was uh, an important thing to remember. And she says, the Tess Gallagher portrait was the beginning of placing my subject in the middle of an idea. Think about that for a minute. Placing my subject in the middle of an idea. For someone who's more of a literal portrait photographer, the concept around putting a subject in an idea rather than simply in front of a background or even someplace in the subject's own environment may be a revelation and inspire an entirely new body of work, which to me seems infinitely more valuable than something like, well, for this portrait, I used a 48-inch soft lighter with a Profoto B1 set to 40% power or whatever, and a Canon 1DX with an 85mm lens at 5.6. Once you spend some time with a camera, it doesn't take long to realize that the technical basics of photography are pretty straightforward. Almost anyone can pick up a modern camera and get at least a good photo. I don't think the difference between a good photo and a great photo is about settings. I don't think so anyway. I think it's about story and narrative. It's about learning to see and figuring out what you want to say with that camera. Technique can enhance it, absolutely, but I don't think it can replace it. Some of the greatest photographs ever taken are far from technically perfect, but the story they tell communicates and resonates with us despite the lack of detail in the shadows or the edge-to-edge sharpness. So I guess the takeaway here is to stop focusing so much on the recipe and instead figure out what you can make with the ingredients. Copy your heroes, yes, absolutely, but allow their work to filter through you rather than simply stop at you. Remember, we already have an Annie Leibovitz. We already have a Dan Winters, a Gordon Parks. What we don't have is you. In the show notes, you'll find links to a few things that have caught my eye over the past week or two, uh, including Canadian illustrator Terry Edward Elkins. He's got a terrific style that reminds me of uh, vintage National Parks posters and some of my favorite children's book illustrators. Uh, there's also an interview uh, with Questlove from The Roots about uh, a brand new book on creativity that he's written called Creative Quest. And Lens Culture posted a photo essay called Platforms that's all about uh, the New York City underground. It takes the viewers below the streets of New York, as they say, quote, to investigate the interactions or lack thereof between the city's commuters, end quote. You can subscribe to Iterations on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like to connect with me on Twitter or Instagram, you'll find me at Jeffrey Sadoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. And if you'd like to pick up a copy of my book, Photography by the Letter, either in paperback or as an ebook, head over to photographybytheletter.com. I've also just released a new episode of Process Driven, 
Uh, it's a conversation with food and beverage photographer Freddie Clark, and you can find that in Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app. Just search for Process Driven. Thanks very much for your time. I appreciate you being here. I'll be back in a couple weeks with another iteration, and I hope you'll join me.